She, her, and hers. Back for another week of pandemic podcasting. Yep. Uh, doing physical distancing still. Yep. And I'm skeptical if they ever, you know, do the whole lifting and opening. I'm very skeptical. Oh, I mean, that this is what's going to happen is because everybody's like, oh, well, you know, um, what? what's going to be next and da, 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 da. and it's like okay no what's going to happen is it will be dependent on the number of cases that either go up or go down like if there's a surge yeah. in cases then they're not going to it's not like oh by this date we'll be at this stage by this date we'll be at this stage every stage is dependent on the number of uh new cases that happen afterwards yeah. Yeah, that's what people I don't think people realize that I think people are thinking it's just like, okay, May 5th, we're starting here. Okay, so what June, whatever will be the that, you know, like, no, if phase one turns to shit. Yeah, then we're either stay at the level that we're at or we'll go back to stay at home. Yeah. So I think people think it's just in like all or nothing. It's black and white, right? Like. You know, yeah. either we're open or we're not open. That's not actually how it's going to be. It's going to be like this for the rest of the year, they say. What are you? No, I was pointing to the mic because these dang dogs are barking right now. Oh. So I I muted myself so that you wouldn't be hearing. And, oh, you know, for our super smart. listeners, our super listeners would pick up on the dogs. Well, look at you being smart. Muting yourself. Well, you know, I was thinking about our super listeners. Wow. But then I forgot about the person that's in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> that I have to either <laughs> teach sign language to. <laughs> We're going to have to <laughs> or how do develop better, hand better signals for when, when you have to mute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so you love throwing people out in the closet. <laughs> I was trying to be in the closet, all down low. All, well, this whole you know, time you've been looking at my shoulder watching Daisy, so I thought well, she was doing something. So I'm like, what? What is she doing? She that's off. hilarious. She left again. That's hilarious. All right. So, all right. Anywho. Uh, so, what, so it's not going to happen right away. Uh, it's all dependent on the number of new cases that happen after reopening starts. And it's really just going to be for the rest of the year. At yeah. least. Yeah. And it sucks because. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It just sucks. Yeah. And then I was hearing that um, one school, one school district has opened up and are bringing kids. In Oregon? Back. Not in Oregon. Somewhere in this country. I can't remember where. I should have brought it to the table because I was like, what? You risking, you risking kids, children's lives? Like. I just it to me it's just like I I don't get it 
Like, I don't get how people can make decisions like that. Well, yeah, especially with school, because, I mean, as, as, as painful as it probably is for teachers to have to suddenly transition to being online teachers, um, there's also teachers' lives. Like, there's a whole, like, there's a whole gamut of people At that risk. are impacted when you open a school. Like, yeah. um, when you do, like, smaller openings and have, like, restrictions, like, um... You know, restaurants, I think what it's like in Texas, there, there's... I think they think that if if all the kids have a mask, then we're all good to go. Because they showed a picture of a little girl in the front of the class with a mask. So, I mean, theoretically, if everybody wears a mask, that's the concept. But, the, but still you have them, they're going to and, and we're from talking about their... We're talking about kids. They're not going to be, you know, they're even medical professionals who know how to handle masks, how to take them you know how to put them on how to take them off they have to remember it's a process for them and yeah i think kids to know yeah. how to handle you know they're gonna take those damn things on and off <laughs> it's gonna be on their hands you know and boom that's how we get the whole thing started yeah. it's like and they're not like the n95 masks they're homemade masks oh they're yeah the kind of that i'm making yeah which are like they help you for a little bit, not the whole day where you're, well, you know, they, you're they breathing only help moisture you if everyone and, else is wearing masks. Like, right. And then eventually with your hot breath and the moisture, it's going to get wet. And it's like, you know, yeah. I, I just, you know, I, don't I just know. don't think schools, I think just let it to the end this of the is year. Where I would figure be, out I'm homeschooling. I'm homeschooling. Yeah. I mean, I just think that it, it, it doesn't make sense to transition everyone back knowing it could lead to a greater number of cases a spike yeah um when there's other areas i think that you could re-entry people back to do you know yeah. what i mean like yeah it, i'm sure and i'm you know I'm, of course i'm not a teacher so i don't know what it's like but i i don't know it just feels like i don't think school, i don't be, think school yeah. is the the place we should be testing it no <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, teachers have to get up close with their students. Yeah. It's not like you can, you know, you're in the classroom. Oh, Susie Joe, I'm, six feet. I'm now turn that what, paper around um, and let me. I'm curious what uh, uh, teacher's point of view on this is, actually. Oh, that would be a good one. I have some teacher. We have teacher friends in our lives. We should ask them. Oh, well, yeah. We what have teacher listeners. Could, Do we have any teacher? Li yeah, we have at least one. Back to school? We have at least one teacher, teacher listener. Uh, well. Do you want I don't to know if we should chat her out by name. I don't know if she wants us to call her out by name, but she knows who well, she is. Maybe on the break, we could call her up and uh, see if she would like to. Maybe we could. Maybe we get a special guest. Before let's we know go it. on a break and let's do it now. Oh Otherwise, my God. we're going to forget. All right. We'll be right back. All right. We'll be right back. All right. We're back. Two. What do you bring to the table? Okay. We took a break there to figure out uh, if our um, listener that is a teacher wanted to weigh in on our conversation. We actually haven't done any stories and look, we know that. All right. Right. Yeah. We're well aware. We haven't talked we about a story. And here's the thing. Ain't nobody going anywhere. We ain't got nothing but time right now. The story is COVID. And ain't nobody going out to dinner. Ain't nobody going out to the movies. Exactly. You ain't got nothing better to do than sit your ass right there and listen. That's it. <laughs> That's all you got time for. Sit your oh. ass there and listen. And listen. She said. That's it. That's um, 
But before the break, we were talking about whether um, the, it's a good idea to have schools be a thing that's reopening. And yes, because there was a school that had, did not reopen. in Oregon, but in a, another state and a different state. Yeah. Probably a red state. I'll bet you $100. probably Texas or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us what she said. So we gave our perspective and then we were both not being teachers. We thought, well, you know, we could be talking at our ass here and maybe teachers want to go back to school and not that our one listener represents all teachers, but we at least got a teacher perspective here at what are you bringing to the table? Um, so our teacher friend, our teacher listener friend, um, who didn't feel comfortable being recorded, which is totally fine. Um, did answer some questions and give their perspective. Um, they teach at a private school and they teach grades four and five. Um, so they did say that, um, one of the challenges, well, first off their perspective was definitely, no, we don't need to go back to schools. Um, because of the risk to both physical and mental safety of both the children and the teachers, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, we talked, we talked about even if they wore, everyone wore masks, you can't control what people do outside of the school, right? So if people aren't taking universal precautions outside that space, it's kind of like a moot point if they're wearing a mask or, um, Maybe they're not washing their hands properly. Or she did talk about how kids, you know, they tend to um, not have the best hygiene, especially in certain grades, you know. And, I mean, she said she was a fourth, fifth grade teacher. So, you know, hygiene isn't of the most importance. Yeah. Let's be for real. She said kids are disgusting. Yeah. Which, yes, kids are (laughs) disgusting. So... You run the risk of spread. Um, schools in general are, you know, pretty germ infested. And, you know, oh, I yeah. got to say that's true. My experience working at a school, it's like once one person gets it, it just goes around. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. And so um, there's the risk of other people's families. And then it, it just seems like a higher risk of spread because you have more numbers of people being exposed. It's a bigger germ circle. Right. Yeah, so, of course. And and it's uh, every day, you know, yeah. it's, it's five days a week. Right. You're you know, who the hell knows what these right. kids are coming in contact with, you know. Right. And you think about hygiene... a place like um, Portland, where a lot of the school age children uh, use public transportation. Yeah. So you're going from school to public transportation, which then exposes more. And then you're exposing other people that use. So to. To me, and it also seemed to her that, that it's just too big of a risk. Like, yes, yeah. she said teaching online is difficult. It's it's a new skill that they're all having to learn. Um, there are certain students that have special needs that maybe aren't being met because of being online. Um, and then also the flip side, there are students that are being met that maybe have not had success in traditional school. So we talked about in the end, like what would a positive be from it is that maybe schools are learning more effective ways to engage other students that this actually works. So maybe they'll take that back when school starts up again and kids are actually physically be able to school. Like maybe they'll actually use some of this online technology and stuff in the classroom or doing homework and she said that that was definitely one of the positives 
as well. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe so. I believe this gave this is giving people because um, you know if you don't have to do something, it's always on the back burner. Right. You know, it, and it's for everybody. This is giving the school districts. It's forcing them to use technology in the way it needs to be used. Yeah. Not just, you know, sitting there somewhere not really being used. So I like the fact that, you know, that it's being forced because this starts to open up different ways for different kids to to learn. Like you brought that up when you were talking to her. There are some kids, you know, one of the kids that you had said was like, you know, preferred this distant learning because she was able to focus on what the teacher was saying rather than being distracted by drama and by, you know, bullying and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. Focused on the studies. But then, like Don pointed out, there are some other kids that have learning challenges. So there's this can give an opportunity for districts to figure out different ways to meet each kid's learning styles. Yeah, and I wonder, too, like... Um... The overall whoa, are you cracking beers over there? Sure am, girl. Think of the mayo. Um, Look at that. Can you hear that? Yeah, we know it ain't no beer. You don't drink. It beer. ain't no beer. I don't drink. Could be a cider a though. Seltzer. You like cider? It's don't a you? seltzer water. Oh, seltzer so boring. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think that for me, you know, and again, I worked in the school for a very short time, but one of the things I saw was, um if we could have kept kids engaged when they physically couldn't be in the classroom in some form, shape or form and not just Google classroom. Like that was always the big thing. Well, they can go on Google classroom and they can, you know, da, da, da. no, sometimes what they need is to, to hear the lesson. Right. You know, so what would be, how, how could we tap into the video aspect of Google platform every day where like you're you're just on you know you're on video and it's recorded so then if a kid misses a day of school because of they physically can't be in the school because of illness they can they watch could it be on they can be live streaming yeah it, they can know? live stream it or they yep. can watch it later um and they or could stay they would sometimes there's yeah like zoom where you have some that are there on video could still ask questions yeah you have some students that are there in the classroom they're able to ask questions and then beep, go to your next class. Right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll bet you they'll find more students doing that than not. Obviously with the younger kids, elementary school, you know, age, it might be a little bit right. more challenging, Right. but you know, like the kind that can stay at home and yeah, I see this as a great potential, but I did find, um, and then this might change people's minds because when I read the article, it's it made more sense to me. So I did find the article that of the uh, school that opened or is opening. So it's, it's a small Montana, didn't I say it was a red state, but a small Montana school could be the first to reopen after COVID-19. And so in reading it, they only have like, 60 students in the whole class and it's a in the whole school and it's a K through eighth grade. So oh. they're saying, you know, say the, there's only 14 students in the eighth grade, you know? <laughs> so it's like, um, you know, they could potentially practice social distancing cause it's smaller, but at the same time, maybe the, you know, their community hadn't been hit or they were able to isolate, you know, there's might be other reasons why maybe smaller schools like that, uh, you know, could potentially 
open up and you know yeah i mean i, I, I definitely could see, could see a, a smaller area a smaller municipality um yeah. i think the risk runs in you can't control where people go from that municipality That's or right. what people come into that municipality right. so someone could you know a parent that is a tra you know travels for their job and and goes, right. starts going back to work and then they bring it back and then the kid and then what you have is a small community inundated with a spike that, of cases that doesn't have the infrastructure and in yeah. hospital like if the hospital is more than two hours away you know like that community is going to be screwed right you could you could decimate a community a small community yeah. Well, this is this and, is why and, the and people again, on the coast is, are like, you know, don't come to the coast. Like, right. You know, and then again, this is the risk that they're taking, you know, that they got a way out. Right. And the whole community has to weigh that out. Yeah. So and I'm I think unfortunately, wary. that's, you know, a lot of the smaller communities are the ones that are like, well, we should go back. We should get back. And, you know, a lot of rural places. I mean, in Oregon, definitely there's a I think a stronger push to open up. Um, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but you can't control people who people coming and going. Right. You know, um, that's right. Which then I, then I thought of course, like, so then I was thinking, okay, so let's say some rural counties do get to open up, which is what supposedly the governor is saying is that, that that's a possibility, <laughs> you know, if their rates are lower, um, I would not want to be a person of color traveling through any of those communities. Cause you know what they're going to be like you outsider. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're already, right. you're an outsider. You're bringing in the Corona. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could feel. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that it, we just need to slow our roll. Just, just slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> um, and I know that there's an economic factor here, but there's, so my thing with the economic factor is, there is ways to provide leaf, relief to the society, but capitalism doesn't want to do it. You know, like yeah. there's other developing nations or developed nations, right, that are mm -hmm. assisting their um, citizens. Like I saw, I think it was, was it South Korea? It was an Asian country and they were sending like, essentially what looked like an imperfect foods box to everyone. Oh, oh, like everybody nice. was getting a box. Like everybody. Yeah. Every fucking person was getting every citizen where, you know, they could be delivered, obviously right. houseless. I don't know what that situation looks like, but I mean, if they're, if they're sending basically boxes full of like good food, it wasn't like, you know, I don't yeah. know. I think there's ways that the government could take better care there's just a capitalistic reason why they don't want to. Well, wasn't it during wartime that we everybody was given, you know, stamps for cheese, stamps for, yeah. you know, bread, butter, all the essentials so that people wouldn't be hoarding and there's yeah. enough for everybody and ration ration stamps, I think they right. were called. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't want to have to get to that point. Like, we could do some stuff now. I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, free, freezing rent suspending well, and people you know. and people are already doing it look at the stores only one right package of toilet paper that you can purchase yeah yeah because idiots you know mm -hmm. taking them all up and you know two two cleaning products so yeah. you could get bleach and dish soap or um 
automatic dishwashing detergent and fucking laundry detergent. Like, right. What do you, right. like, you got to, ch- so I don't know. I just feel like, yes, I get the economic piece of it. Also a, f- a spike in, um, illnesses isn't going to help the economy any, like, you yeah, know, there's an effect long term of that. Uh, yeah, look, you know, the look at what happened costs. to that Tyson uh, meat pl- packing plant. Right, exactly. they had to close down because of COVID. Yeah, you know. And so, at and the end wasn't... of the day, I feel like if you're not listening, to fucking Fauci, then shut the fuck up. And where's Fauci? Yeah, exactly. What happened to Fauci? I know. They're, they're pushing him out and they got fucking they Kushner out there him. saying shit like it's a, been a success. Yeah. And or, Fauci can't lie because he's got an oath to, and you know. He, he, nor would he ever, right? Because like <laughs> the, the man the isn't going to fucking lie to us. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that, uh, you know, to me makes this administration dangerous. Yeah. That the fact that they feel like they have to hide health information like that. Yeah. That makes it dangerous. Yeah. That makes that makes this fool up in here. It just, makes it scary. Like yeah, like I I, I can't even look at him. I can't even. I I just scroll past. I can't. His crap. I just can't hear it. I can't. No. And then him and his his cronies included fucking Kushner, yeah. fucking uh, Skeletor face. Uh, I just the- want them all to be gone. I want gone. November. To come, I want to be able to Gone. put my ballot in. Yeah. I, I uh, These people getting on my nerves. Ugh. So, um, do you want to do a story? Yeah, I'll do a story. All right. Uh, actually, this came from a listener. Okay. Um, not a first-time listener, but a first-time submitter. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Submitted, submitted an article. Uh, this comes from KGW8, um, local news, but yeah, actually it is a local. This one says, stimulus checks being sent to dead people, leaving loved ones confused. Portland, Oregon, Alice Gustafson is remembered fondly. The beloved wife and mother of four passed away in February 2019. So it came as quite a surprise when the government sent $1,200 stimulus check to the deceased Oregon woman. How does my mom, who is not even living, get a stimulus check? Asked Gustafson's daughter, Sally Doherty of Beaverton. The federal stimulus check sent to Gustafson was marked DECD, noting she was listed as deceased in the federal database. What? KG, yeah. So KG, on the check that it, it was... Yeah, it says pay to the order of Alice L. Gustafson, DECD, deceased. Wow. Yeah. KGW has heard from at least five different people whose deceased loved ones received coronavirus relief payments. You'd think they would be careful and filter out people who are dead, but they don't, said Cheryl Calm of Oregon City. They've sent checks to dead people. Calm's mother passed away in January 2018. Bank records show a 12 12- hundred dollar stimulus payment direct deposit into her her late mother's bank account on april 15th if they sent her a stimulus check how many others have they sent 
These unexpected checks and direct deposit payments have left many family members uneasy and confused about what they should do with the money. We thought we could donate it to the food shelter, but in reality, it doesn't belong to us, explained Dougherty. Uh, it belongs to the government. The Internal Revenue Service said it's aware of the situation, but so far the federal agency hasn't offered any advice. What? Uh, President Trump said he expected the money to be re- on April 17th. He expected the money to be returned. What a freaking fool. What? What a freaking fool. Like, you're a fool. Well, what are you going to do if it do- if it's not? What are you going to come yeah, after him? What are you going to come after? The break their person? kneecaps? Uh, sometimes you send a check to somebody wrong. Sometimes people are listed. They die and they get a check. That can happen said President Trump during a White House briefing. We'll get that back. Everything we're, everything we're going to get back. He's such a fool. Such, I, can't, I can't stand, stand him. the way he talks. Uh, sending out stimulus payments has been a Herculean task for the government. The Treasury Department issued more than 89 million direct payments in three weeks, and more than 150 million stimulus checks are being sent out. Ooh, maybe yours is in there. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not clear how many payments were made to people who were deceased. Uh, yeah, well, and the live ones still haven't received right. squat. The live so, ones can't get it, but the dead ones are getting their money. Uh, right. What's up with that? Um, so Mnuchin, he says, oh, we're checking God. the databases, but there could be a scenario where we miss something. And yes, the heirs should be returning that money. Why should they be returning the money? It's a stimulus check. Who are you gonna? Who are you gonna it? go after? Right, cash it. The lady paid taxes. I mean, if, the, if it's odd that the person's account's still open, but maybe yeah. there's a benefactor that maybe somebody maybe it was a joint account with somebody who's still living. Yeah, and so it go, it goes into the account. So. I mean, in essence, the money's the money theirs. A, like, and I'm like, yeah, it's a, it belongs to the estate like, now. So, I mean, you're gonna go after the dead person to return it? No, I think they would go after the person that, like, if there's fraud. Obviously, if there's fraud, like somebody who didn't have access shouldn't have had access to it. But I'm like, hey, you sent it out to the deceased family. Uh, to the deceased person um it what is it a gift like if is it a gift is it an entitlement what is it i mean i don't know what the stimulus it, and again it's a stimulus it's to get the economy rolling so why would we re, why would you expect them to return it yeah cash it go spend it yeah you know that's what it's for yeah i don't know i don't know I, and I'm like, keep the money, fool, because they clearly wouldn't have ever got it. This fool would have never ever thought about. Well, oh yeah, we. That's the thing is, why did they say anything? People. Like they I should, they shouldn't have fucking gone public about it. Right. Like, why are you I telling think, in yourself, know. fool? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is this is the uh, you know the the hood in me is like, I know. Keep that a secret. Get them nails. Telling no one. You fucking tell no one you got that money. <laughs> Yeah, it's like buy that little hoochie car that you wanted. Shoot. Ain't nobody's business where your money comes from. Ain't nobody's business. Get them long nails, girl. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Oh, my. And that's the first thing you do. You don't go telling the gobierno nothing. No. You just keep everything silencio. Cayete, man. Cayete. That's exactly right. Oh, shit. 
So what do you got? What do you um, got? So earlier we were talking about, um, I don't know if it was when we were talking to our teacher friend or if it, we were talking actually on the recording. But um, it was when we were talking to our teacher friend because uh, she mentioned how uh, last week's episode we were talking about, you know, people that just don't care and, you know, the lady that tested positive, but she's asymptomatic. So she's like, well, I don't care. I'm asymptomatic. Like, I'm just going to do it. Like, yeah. it doesn't fucking affect me. So, yeah. And like, how do you convince someone like that? You know, like, I mean, which we talk about just in general, like Trump voters. Yeah. <laughs> like, You can't convince them of nothing. How do you, I mean... Is it even worth wasting your breath at this point? No. You know? No. So, um, it's really probably not. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, this comes from Psychology Today. The Dunning-Kruger effect may help explain Trump's support. A new study suggests some people grossly overestimate their political knowledge. In the <laughs> past, in the past, some prominent psychologists have explained President's uh, Trump's unwavering support by alluding to a well-established psychological phenomenon known as Dunning-Kruger effect. The effect is a type of cognitive bias where people with little expertise or ability assume they have superior expertise or ability. This over are they? Is this about Trump? Like, I mean, it sounds exactly <laughs> like him. He knows everything. He's the expert of everything. So we, they have finally diagnosed his butt. What is it? The Kruger effect? Uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect. Um, the uh -oh. overestimation occurs as a result of the fact that they don't have enough knowledge to know they don't have enough knowledge. So you don't know that you don't know. <laughs> the simple what? but loopy concept has been demonstrated dozens of time in well-controlled psychological studies and in variety of contexts. However, until now, the effect had not been studied in the, one of the most obvious and important realms, political knowledge. A new study published in the journal uh, Political Psychology carried out um, by a politician scientist Ian Anson at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, not only found that the Dunning-Kruger effect applies to politics, but it also appears to be the, be exacerbated by partisan identities when partisan identities are made more salient. In other words, those who score low on political knowledge tend to overestimate their expertise even more when greater emphasis is placed on political affiliation. Anson told SciPost that he became increasingly interested in the effect after other academics were discussing its potential role in the 2016 election on social media. I follow a number of political scientists who marveled at the social media pundit classes seeming display of Dunning-Kruger-ish tendencies in their bombastic coverage of the election. However, speculation by scientists does not always translate to statistical significance. So Anson began thinking of ways to explain experimentally test what he described as very serious accusation. In order to have a large and representative sample, Dr. Anson administered online survey of over 2,600 Americans. The first survey was designed to assess political knowledge, while the second was used to examine how confident they were of their knowledge. Questions quizzed participants on topics like names of cabinet members, length of term limits for members of Congress, and names of programs that the U.S. government spends the least on. Although I'm thinking, I don't think I'd do too good on uh, that test. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but I think I you, know that I don't know. Like, that's my difference, right. is I exactly. know that I don't know. So I'm going to try would, to get it figured out. 
Right. And you yeah. would know where to get the correct right. answer from. So as predicted, the results showed that those who scored low on political knowledge were also the ones who overestimated their level of knowledge. But that wasn't all. When the participants were given cues made that made them engage in partisan thought, the Dunning-Kruger effect was more made even stronger. This occurred both in Republicans and Democrats, but not but only in those who scored low in political knowledge to begin with. Uh, these findings are fascinating, but also troubling. How do you combat ignorance when the ignorant believe themselves to be knowledgeable? Even worse, <laughs> how do you fight when America is becoming increasingly more polarized, which certainly increases the salience of the partisan identities? Uh, while the results of the Anson study suggest that being inf uninformed leads to overconfidence across political spectrum, studies have shown that Democrats now tend to be more educated than Republicans, possibly making the latter more vulnerable to the Dunning-Kruger effect. In fact, a pre -re Pew Research poll released in March of this year found that 54% of college graduates identify as Democrats or lean Democratic compared to 39% who identified or lean Republican. Um, so it goes on to talk about why that um, has proven to uh, lend to president people believing alternative facts um, yeah. that they may be less likely to fact check things um, interesting statistic out of 2016 found that 45% of Republicans believe that the Affordable Care Act included death panels because they didn't bother to do any research <laughs> um, because they're ignorant, basically. Yeah. And in 2015, similar found that 54% of Republican primary voters believe that President Obama was to be a was a Muslim. Um, Stupid people. The other uh, the they found that in 2017. Um, they found that self-described Trump supporters believe that human activities, that only 25% believe that human activities um, contributed to climate control. Although 97% of scientists studies claim that climate change is due to uh, human uh, activities. So, you know, essentially the, what, they're say, yeah. what they're saying is... These Republicans are dummies. And you probably won't convince them because they're stuck in this cognitive bias loop of that they generally tend to get only their information from one source. They don't do any critical thinking. They don't do any fact checking. So, like, it's like talking to a fucking wall. Right. And as I said, they're also the least educated. Yeah. You know. So they so... have all these factors in which they're not going to believe uh well, it's like that. I think that the, the thing you did last week about studies, right? Didn't you mm -hmm. do a story about that? Yeah. yeah. We talked about yeah. like Being people careful, believing like, studies sure that, that weren't valid. So that would be the Dunder Kruger, Dunning Kruger effect of that you can't tell me that that study isn't a study because it says it's right. a study. Now, I mean, the same could be fact here like i i would probably do a little bit more digging into this because again it's one article so you know i'd want to like look at that study that you know came out with the 2600 americans like you know yeah. i want to know a little bit more about that like where you know what was anybody thrown out was anybody not you know where did yeah. it come from but again, that's the know, yeah. the know, knowing of not knowing where I know I don't know. So I want to try to figure out, well, is this valid? Like, so I'll right. go do a little bit more critical thinking skills. Whereas mm -hmm. if this said 
the opposite, right? Like if it was leaning right. more towards the ignorant people being right and you know, they they might just take it at face value and be like, yeah, I'm going to repost this. I'm going to, you know, when exactly, it, you know, alternative facts, right? Because yeah. it comes from one source and and it fits our uh, thinking. Yeah. You know, so if I'm reading something, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I know. I told you mm-hmm. these Republicans are idiots. Mm-hmm. And here's this study that says they right. are correct. Yeah. And because it it suits me, it fits my belief. And now it's affirmed my belief. Right. So I am correct. Yeah, it's you the cognitive, cognitive bias, the cognitive um, uh, bias information. So, yep. but the critical thinking skills of what this is saying is that, that, uh, that Let me Democrats have, sure. like, yeah. let's just say it, this study shows that Democrats have more of a critical thinking skill where they're going to dig a little bit deeper to try to find, is that true? Yeah. Versus just taking it. At face value, you know, so, um, you know, (sighs) I kind of felt this way, but it's good to be validated that, yeah, there's really not much you can say. No, it's confirmation. We're working with Moodles. That's yeah. exactly you're working with Moodles people. So don't even go there. I I mean, you know, everybody, we're, we're our own echo chamber, right? Like generally speaking on, on social media, it's, it's, it's an echo chamber. I'm going to get back what I put out. Right. And I was and I know a, that. So I, I try to be a little bit more like, okay, well, let me, let me, especially around memes and just like, you know, picture posts. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll try to like look up if it's true or not because, and I, I, I got caught. I posted one recently and it turns out it wasn't true, but, and I did actually look before I posted mm-hmm. it. And what I found online, it was the one, I don't know if you saw the one where they were saying one of the Michigan um, protesters was a paid protester from white supremacist from L.A. Well, that right there is a lie right there. A paid protester that's white from L.A. No, it was a white supremacist. Oh yeah, white yeah. So one of the one of the protester. so there's this picture of this guy yelling, and the police are like right in his right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They were saying he was the. So yeah, so there was this meme going protester? around saying that he was this guy Rob Cantrell from L.A. who's like a proud boy who goes out. You know, like there are people that do that. Like they're yeah, proud boys yeah, that yeah, yeah. travel yeah. from other states and join the rally and whatever. Um, but they were trying to like point out, well, this guy's not even from Michigan, and he's a paid white supremacist. And uh, so I looked it up first and the pictures I saw online kind of looked like him. I was like, yeah, that does look like him. And, you know, yeah. And I saw other articles about it and then come to find out it wasn't. He actually came out and and went to the press and said, that's me. I don't want to be associated with this guy. I mean, he's still a fucking nincompoop for being out there on the protest, in my opinion, like. Dude. Oh, so he was, he came out and said, Hey, I'm not that racist person. Yeah. You're saying. He's a, uh, once he found at first he didn't say anything, but when he found out the guy was like this notorious racist proud boy, yeah. um, he, he got hold of the media and was like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Yeah. I may be stupid, but I'm not a racist. <laughs> oh, he did say that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm saying oh. that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, he he didn't want to be associated with being, uh, and then he tried to say that the protesters in Michigan, none of them were racist. I'm like, well, now, what dude, the hell dude, the there's Nazi flags, there's Confederate flags. Like, bro, you can't, you can't make that claim. Yeah. Um, 
You got Flint. You yeah. can't be saying no. You you can't. You got people out there with swastikas. Like yeah, yeah. No. Um. No boo. So yeah. So I've been caught throwing something out there, but I think but the what difference do you do is with that. Well, I mean, did, I did I deleted off. Take or, it off? Okay. Well, actually, Facebook took it off because they they sent me the notice saying that it had been fact checked. You know, because they're supposedly do, they do that now. Well, now you know that they really do that. Well, I wonder how much do they do it for for people who are racist and are sits you know alternative facts, right? That's yeah. the that's the theory is that Facebook takes a lot more progressive stuff down for fact checks than they do um uh the real right the real stuff, stuff? no right wing oh, stuff yeah do you think zuckerberg's i don't think he's a fuck i don't think uh, he might be a he might be a centrist i don't think he's now a, these I don't are think our own left- opinions people i don't this think zuckerberg's a left-leaning of Sue's <laughs> tori's mom <laughs> these are tori's opinions <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't know why she's got to come in the conversation. Oh, because I was just saying these are your opinions, uh, not hers. Um, you know, not that she raised you to start identifying who's racist and who's not. Well, she didn't. So <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I had to learn these this on my your, own. Um, these are your opinions. No shade, but it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I had to unlearn a lot of behavior, a lot of bad yeah. thinking. So, um, well, you grew up in that area. It's not know? an excuse. I well, just feel like well, it's not. How do you? How do you? How do you? As a child, how do you know any different? Well, no, you don't. No, I yeah, yeah. like I can't blame. Yeah, no, right. and and there wasn't as much uh, access to information as there is now, right? And then way back then, I know when I came up to Oregon, it was like ooh, some twenty something years ago. I was always looking around to say, where are the brown people at? And this was in Portland. Oh yeah. There's a lot more there's a lot more people of color now that are, you know, all over the place, but uh I was in like southeast Portland and I'm like there ain't nobody around here that looks like me. Yeah. Because I mean Oregon was historically uh made yeah. to be white. Yeah. Like so, literally it was in the law even at post slavery that yeah. if you were a person of color you couldn't own land, you couldn't uh live in certain areas, you couldn't buy houses like Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I think that I had to learn critical thinking skills, but that, I mean, that proves this, this, this study is that with more education, you learn skills, you learn critical thinking skills, you learn, you know, I mean, I always say that going to college, I, I don't know how much it actually taught me about the specific subject subject matter, but yeah. I think what it did teach me is to look at multiple uh, sources for information. Yeah. Like you had to write a paper. Yeah. You couldn't just do a paper and use one source. Right. Like you had to cite like four sources, five sources, or it had to be, especially in grad school, like it has to be from a specific genre. You couldn't fucking cite Wikipedia. You right. couldn't fucking cite TMZ. Right. Like, and, and you had to write your papers thinking of what, a response that you know kind of like a debate like right, yeah. trying to cut people you know if they have a question being able to answer that in your paper right so i think i think higher education or education you know in some form or fashion teaches critical thinking skills that's not yeah. something that we teach even now i don't think we do a good job teaching it you know like I think there's a little bit more of it now in schools and I think there's access to different information now. 
So, yeah. I probably grew yeah. up with a lot of Dunning-Kruger effect. There's a lot, oh, of, people, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in my fucking gene pool that are still affected by yeah. the Dunner-Kruger effect. And I don't, I don't, and I don't talk to them because of that. Because it's like, there's no, there's no change in your fucking opinion. Like you right. are, cho- you're choosing to be willfully ignorant. Yep. And I think that's across all boards. Like, oh, absolutely. you know, this, yeah. this really affects, yeah. because that's part of our brain makeup. Like, you know, it, we have to organize things in um, categories. That's how we, you know, and I, I trust you because you, you fit a category that, you know, all these traits that, that I believe are safe, you fit that. And that's why I believe that you're safe. Right. There's has a nothing piece to of do our... with that. I know. Yeah. yeah. That has nothing to do with that. I really know you that we have life experience is I can just look at you, go through all the traits that I, that I believe make you safe and boom, now you're safe. And then if you're nice to me, you then confirm my belief that yeah. You are, but yeah, you could be the freaking serial killer and me not even know it. That's how you got these ladies married to serial killers. And like, <laughs> I didn't know. I think they, I think in terms of uh, in political and uh, eth- eth- equity issues, though, the problem is those traits for safe or not safe were formatted from formulated from institutional oppression. Right. Oh, yeah. So um, I think that's the difference. Like, we, yes, definitely. We all look for the safety because that's our brain's mm-hmm. natural survival mechanism. Um, I think that in areas of politics, like this is saying, is that then it comes down to lack of education and lack of willingness to learn um, that then causes the bigger social problems, right? Like right. You perpetuating uh, white supremacy by not engaging in learning something different. Right. Yeah. Right. Or acknowledging that the only reason why you're afraid is because they're different than you. Right. They look different. Yeah. And for you, that brings up unsafe. And where did you learn that from? It's unrealistic fear. Yeah, the, the structural racism that has occurred of, of people of color being the enemy because mm-hmm. of media and propaganda and, you know, the way it's viewed because it's always through a white lens, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So... Yeah. So that's why people aren't afraid when you have white protesters carrying guns on their backs, marching up to, you know, to the state capitals and demanding, blocking, um, you know, and yet not one. Not one shot fired, not one tear gas canister, not one taser (laughs) deployed. They were able to right. execute their protest and boom, gone. Yeah. And yet when you got Black Lives Matter folks, and let's even go back even further, Black Panthers carrying, yep. do, being able to carry exactly. a weapon. Yeah. You, it doesn't, you can't, you can't do it. Yeah. If there's you're a person no of color, you can't do it. If a group of people of color armed the way those people were armed, walked yeah. into any situation, I mean, I'm sorry, black men can't even survive when they're not carrying a gun. When they identify the police, hey, I do have a like, gun. It is licensed. I am legally able to they carry They can't even stay it. alive when they don't, when they're unarmed. Like, that's right. the thing is that police don't shoot unarmed black men because they're scared. Shoot 
people, police shoot unarmed black men because they can and they get away with it. Right. Do, yeah. you, do you really think if someone, if a police officer would have opened fire on any of those guys, they would have got away with it? Hell uh, to the no. No, because look at what we got that one white lady. We did a story on her. The black officer shot her and he's off to prison. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. know? So, uh, anyhow. Anywho's Dun Dunning-Kruger uh. effect. Look into it. Do some more reading on it. I'm going to try to add it to my list of more information needed but I, yeah. I, on, on the surface i mean it, it seems it seems legitimate yeah the study and everything else um is definitely a legit so and i think it yeah should we take a little Makes break sense. breaky yeah. break let's take a minute let's right. take a break we'll be right back all right we're back to what are you bringing to the table um, God, we're gonna have to stop recording our 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 break conversations because I know some they good content us... people are missing yeah. out on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we just not, just stop, just stop, stop recording. Just one solid stream, no breaks, Ugh, no breaks. <laughs> Stay then on I the think, grind. Uh, yeah, I think that if we were to do that, then we'd have nothing. Then we'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah what do you, exactly. You know. I don't know. Do you got anything? I don't got anything. Right. Exactly. So, you know, maybe doing some trickery, though. Yeah. Maybe if you did some I'll trickery. I'll just have to do some. some. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're on break. And then we start, you and know. Just, just keep it recording. Just don't push stop. Yeah. Right. Might have to do that. Next time. All Next right. You time. got another story? I do. I got this story from several people. So this, they, you know, they're like, bring this to the table. Bring it. So this comes from Fox 12, Oregon. Um, but it actually comes from my neck of the woods, uh, San Diego. Okay. So um, it said, man wears KKK hood while grocery shopping in California. Authorities are looking into whether a man who they say wore a Ku Klux Klan hood while grocery shopping in a San Diego suburb over the weekend could face criminal charges. The sheriff's department said, why? I, why? I, it's, it's in bad taste. But is there really a criminal fence here? Yeah. Well, I mean, no. What would be there a is not? Offense? There's not a criminal fence. It's in bad taste. But it's um, he's an idiot, you know. Yeah. But it's not criminal. That's only because but, in our country we we do not outlaw hate symbols. Right. Like and I'm in like, some other countries they do. Yeah. Just like we don't like you know, calling the police for whatever willy nilly business that you, you know, barbecue Becky or whatever. Come on. It's in poor taste. This dude <laughs> knew exactly what he was doing. He knew what kind of reaction he would get. He did it anyway. And he's getting all that, you know, he's waiting for somebody to say something so he could sue their ass. That's, well, like this the, is what I see this kind of person like the as. the police would even do anything? Did they even do anything? Right. Or the or the grocery store, like you know, uh, yeah, I'm supposed to be wearing a mask. This is my mask. Yeah, and you now you telling me because okay, well anyway, let me keep going. Okay. I had to stop myself okay. on that one. Uh, the unidentified man was photographed with the white hood while pushing a grocery cart at the store in a small town of Santee on Saturday, a day after the county required people to wear masks outside to slow the spread of the novel coronavirus, according to the San Diego County Sheriff's Department. Store clerks asked him to take off the hood or leave the store, according to the San Diego Union Tribune. He removed the tall pointed hood that had two small eye holes cut into it 
paid for the groceries and left. Deputies were called to the scene, but are investigating to see if he could be charged with a possible hate crime. They ain't gonna charge him with no hate crime. (laughs) You know... Even if he beat someone up, they probably wouldn't charge him with a hate crime. No, he paid for his groceries. He didn't do anything. This is just a racist asshole that's out there. And that's what you're gonna get. Somebody just waiting to say, step on my amendment rights. Right, exactly. I'm gonna sue you. Right, Yeah. exactly. So um, the sheriff's department does not condone hate or any acts of intolerance in our communities, the department said in a news release. Uh, Santee Mayor John Minto ex- issued a statement thanking all who stepped forward to curtail this sad reminder of intolerance. Santee isn't leaders. Santee, it's leaders, and I will not tolerate such behavior. <laughs> what are you going to ask them? What are you going to do? You can't do anything you can't to them. You can't do anything. No, you can't. Now, I mean, you- the store can say it's a, pri- it's a private uh, business, so they can say, you know, that we're not going to allow that in our store, just like they and can they say, say put shirt, 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 shoes in service, you know. Like, right. Um, yeah. But as far as the law and breaking law if he's not intimidating someone if he's not threatening someone i mean one could say well wearing a hate symbol isn't that a form of intimidation and threat yeah maybe possibly i mean just by the general nature of it is it's like if you know if you're a person of color would you feel potentially threatened by that you don't know. Yeah, I mean I, I mean, I would, but at the same time, I'd be looking at that fool like you just a, f- you know, right? Effing fool, say something to me, say something to me, fool. <laughs> you know, I wish you would. Yeah, <laughs> let me step in front of you, and I'm gonna be speaking my lingo. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, crazy. Uh, it, you know, and I'm like, this is exactly. This is exactly why we have this polarization. These people believe that for some reason, people of color are taking over, we're taking their jobs, we're taking their, you know, their security. I don't know what they think we're doing. You know, it just, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. I I think that it's, uh, and it's fueled by, you know, I mean, it's fueled by the president. Like he, right. I mean, he yeah. called the fucking Michigan people very good people, right? That's what he yeah. called the Nazis that killed that lady in Charlottesville last yeah. year. Like, yeah. When you have the the leader, and I use that term very, very loosely, loosely. Um, not my leader, but a alleged leader, Her alternative leader. alternative leader <laughs> in the White House. Yeah. Um that feeds to that base, right? He feeds that rhetoric. He oh, feeds yeah. them. You know, and the, th- the thing about it is that they're not, they're his base in the sense that, you know, for the vote, but as far as what he cares about, he doesn't give a shit about them. No. He doesn't give a shit no, about no. poor people. Uh-uh. You know, like, no. he ain't gonna give a shit about your poor white ass either. <laughs> like, Right. And let's put it this way. If he was Noah... Ain't none of you ugly, big, you know, white people would, he would never invite you in on the boat. Yeah, you're not getting on the fucking escape capsule. No. Man, no, like, no. <laughs> him and the 1%. You would have to look we're like, not getting yeah, on it either. Look, I mean, no, I'm not saying no, that we're getting on I'm it. I'm not expecting but to. I wouldn't be You begging. motherfucker asses aren't getting on it either. Like, 
I, I would be like, I'd be looking for my own little inner tube. To I don't have, we don't have enough in our bank accounts to qualify uh, for the space. For the, the only for ones the that capsule. would be in that capsule <laughs> would be, you know, the white, you know, fucking Coke brothers, fucking Bezos, 20, fucking <laughs> Tesla dudes. He'd be like, what fool? I can't do that. Oh, no, they fool. all stick together. <laughs> they all stick together. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, there will be no. It's down you know, to money. Yeah, and so you know, um, for him, it's down to S E X. If he could sell <laughs> seats on the on the escape caps capsule, you best believe he would sell uh you know a billion dollar seat to Bezos. Oh yeah, and that motherfucker would buy it. Like that's the yeah. thing is that none of us are in that demographic that he. Is no. is really fighting for like he yeah. he really cares about right? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, crazy, He's crazy, a, crazy. Yeah. Anyway, we get back to that piece of trash, but let's I move know. it along. It always let's comes it back. Move yeah. it along. Nothing to see here. Nothing, Nothing to, to see here. here. Same old, same old. Um, all right, what story you got? All right, this is a non-COVID related um story. Believe it or not. Uh, this comes from, where does this come from? That's a good question. What article? What is this? All right. Uh, frontpagelive.com. Uh, a Trump backing sheriff fired his lesbian deputy. So she ran for his job and crushed him. Nice. Cincinnati's Hamilton County is likely to elect their first openly gay sheriff this November. A former deputy who was fired by the current sheriff who attended a Trump rally in 2016. Charmaine McGuffey, who has won the Democratic nomination for the county sheriff, has a kind of storied career in law enforcement you'd hope for in a candidate. She also has the honor of having been fired for being a lesbian who tried to get Hamilton's current sheriff to act on systematic misconduct against women. The current sheriff and I got into a pretty serious disagreement about the practice of him not holding officers accountable for his for use of force and harassment of women, female officers and female inmates. She took mm. her time away to be to come to the conclusion that she could do better do a better job than the guy who fired her voters agreed in the democratic primary last month mcguffey beat him for his Dem november's nomination in a landslide <laughs> roughly 70 percent of people voted for mcguffey cincinnati.com called it a rare victory because a challenger doesn't usually take down an incumbent in a primary Perhaps Democrats in the county agreed with McGuffey's assessment of Sheriff Neal. Quite frankly, my opponent has pretended to be a Democrat for many years now when he's actually more aligned with the Tea Party Republicans. He tells people what they want to hear and then doesn't follow through. After Ooh. being fired in 2017, Charmaine built a campaign on criminal justice reform. The solution to the problem of mass incarceration is certainly not for more and mass incarceration in former job as a major in the command of the jail and the court services mcguffey spent four years improving jail compliance with state standards so she speaks from an area of expertise uh neil mcguffey's opponent and former boss wants to build a new jail incumbent neil managed to lose the endorsement of his own party for moves like appearing in in uniform on stage with then candidate donald trump it was an interesting choice for a Democrat, particularly one who said he planned to vote for Hillary Clinton. In his non-apology, he said, "What you get with Jim Neal is what you get with Jim Neal is what you get." 
Apparently, well, voters want to they get bye, a boo. new sheriff. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it goes on to say that, you know, the Twittersphere and how excited everybody was to see it. And, you know, she turned a, a firing in for, you know, being lesbian to, um, you know, her her favor. Like, yeah, she did something about it. You Good know, for her. she got out Excellent. there and said, trust me, I could do a better job. And they fucking said, hell, yeah. And she probably will do a better job. Yeah. Although, again, then you're going to have them scragglers that were his supporters oh, that course. are there blocking the way. Oh, of course. Of so course. then, you know, because people just can't think past their own self-interest. Right. Yeah. You get Ugh. what you get when you get Neil. That sounds like yeah. a, that sounds like a fucking Trump thing to say. It is. That's, you know? why, they that's why he loves him. Exactly. He thought, he thought that would work for him. Yeah. You know, everybody knows that Trump's an idiot, so they don't ever believe him when he says stuff like that. Exactly. But, you know, for people that sound semi-intelligent, that's just arrogant. Yeah. You know, Trump's like comical. Like, he's like a clown that people oh. are like, oh, that's just him. Right. Oh, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. It's because they act like that, too. So, of course, they're right. just like, it's, it's not, you know, like the whole, what was the, they would start, the bleach. Oh, I yeah. said it sarcastically. You didn't fucking say it sarcastically. We all heard you say it. We all right. heard you say it. Right. Like, <laughs> and why would you? What What would made you think to say that sarcastically? Period. Yeah. Right. I like mean, even if you were like, really? you're not in your kitchen. Time and you place. Know, talking to your friends. Yeah. You fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, you're. That's what. That's what kills me. Is you. He, he's. You can't control. What comes out of his mouth? You can't no control stupid. Filter. You can't Zero control stupid. Filter. It's, it's and that's the kind of person you don't want in a negotiation. <laughs> if we're going to go into war, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that just shoots their mouth off without thinking yeah. about it. Exactly. Ugh. Exactly. Ah. Ah. Anyway, we get back to him again. See. Fucking yeah. hell. I'm going to start slapping you every time we're talking about Trump. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. All right. You got you one get, last story? You, you don't get, get the pain for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. I got stories for days, All girl, because right. crazy never sleeps. And the stories never end. We haven't we done haven't that done one for that. a while. We haven't done that I in know, a promo shit. in a while. Where the hell have we what's been? What's going on here? Well, COVID, it's pandemic. That's what's going on. Pandemic rules. <laughs> um, Let's see. See, I yeah, this one's a sad one. Oh Jesus! Um, well, it's sad, but it's the sad to the point of where we're at. That come on, people, get it together. Oh no! So this comes from Flint, Michigan. Oh no! Uh, three three charged in killing of store security guard over virus mask. Oh Jesus! Uh, this comes from the AP News. Came out yesterday. A woman, her adult son, and husband have been charged in the fatal shooting of a security guard who refused to let her daughter enter a family dollar in Michigan because she wasn't wearing a face mask to protect against transmission of the coronavirus. What? Calvin, yeah, Calvin uh, Mullerly was shot Friday at the store just north of downtown Flint a short time after telling Charmel Teeger's daughter she had to leave because she lacked a mask, according to the Genesis County prosecutor, David Linton. Teague, 45, argued with um, Mullen, the guy that was shot, 43, before leaving. Two men later came to the store 
Teague, her husband, Larry Teague, 44, and Ramanya Bishop, 23, were charged with first-degree premeditated murder what? and gun charges. So they left and Larry, came back? Yeah. So the I guess it was the, the lady and her daughter. The security guard was like, ma'am, you can't come in the store because you ain't got a mask. Yeah. The, the governor had an executive order mandating that all customers and employees must wear face coverings inside grocery stores. Witnesses identified Bishop as the man who shot Munlerlin in the back. Of, he shot him in the back of the head. What? That's an so execution. That, that's right. Charmel Teague has been arrested. Police were looking for her husband and son. No information has been released about the daughter who has not been charged in the shooting. It's important that governor's orders be respected and adhered to for someone to lose their life over it is beyond comprehension, Layton said early Monday in a statement. On Thursday, gun-carrying protesters and other demonstrators rallied inside the state capitol, calling for coronavirus-related restrictions to be lifted. Some protesters with guns, which are allowed in the state house, went to the state gallery. Some senators wore bulletproof vests. As of Monday, Michigan has reported 43 3,000 confirmed COVID virus cases and 4,050 deaths due to complications from the disease. The hostile tone that we have seen in recent days on television and social media can permeate our society in ways we sometimes don't fully realize or anticipate, Layton told uh, reporters Monday. Decisions like staying at home when we can when we can, wearing a mask when going to the store and staying safe distance from those around us should not be political arguments. They don't necessitate acts of defiance and we simply cannot devolve into an us versus them mentality. About 150 people attended the candlelight vigil Sunday night on, on Monday, a makeshift memorial was started outside the, the family dollar. Merlin's Merle Munlerly's mother, Bernadette, said she wants justice for her son. They didn't have to take my baby. It wasn't that serious. All you people just have to do is listen to the law, listen to the governor, just stay home. If you don't have to come out, then you wouldn't need a mask unless you're out getting groceries or necessities. All my baby was doing was his job working and doing his job. Whitmer off, offered her condolences. It is incredibly sad that in this crisis that this life was lost, Whitmer told uh, reporters on Monday. We are mindful of how important it is that people keep a level head, that we do the right things protecting ourselves and protecting others. What do we know about the shooter? Like, what, what, like, are they, uh, are they those the, anti-stay-at-home? The right are huh? they, I mean, do, I mean... Are they, and they don't know because they they're on the loose right now. Nobody's so like scoured social media to find out anything about them. Like I would be surprised yeah. that they hadn't yet. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <clears throat> um, not based off of this article. Do they have mug shots um, of them? They got mug shots of the lady. Oh. You want to see? Yeah. Well, oh, Flint, Michigan. That should have been clue number one. Well, not but, you know, the, a lot the of... thing is there the thing is that you know he there was an order. There's an order by the governor 
saying, keep a mask on. And the dude is just doing, like the mother said. Oh, no, yeah. I'm like, he's doing his job. I just think it fucking sucks that they got to be people of color that did it. Right. And and here's the thing is like, now you're going to prison. Yeah. Like this, this lady who I'm sure she loves her son. The lady here is in the mugshot. I'm sure she loved her son. I don't know about the husband. She's tolerating him. But if you loved your son, you would have kept your mouth quiet. You wouldn't have gone and created a ruckus to get them to come back with weapons to come and get this security. Yeah, like what? That- at what point do you think? What like what was going on in your head where you're like, yeah, let's go kill that motherfucker? Like, right? What? Right? What? what? Over a freaking mask? Yeah. Like that's now. Now your daughter ain't got a mama, ain't got a daddy. How's she gonna pay the bills? Exactly. And I mean, does it say, did it say how old the daughter was? Was she teenage? Uh, I think she might have been in her twenties. Let me double check. Oh, so she was. Adult. Um, let's see, Teague, her husband. No, that was the uh, that was a son. Her son was the one that is twenty three. So it actually doesn't say how old the the daughter mm-hmm. was. Yeah, it doesn't anyway, say how old the I daughter mean, come was. Come on, people, like. This is as bad as people shooting people over chicken sandwiches. Right. Like, stabbing. Right. I guess that was a stabbing that was in the shooting. Now you got two <clears throat> unnecessary. Well, you got a death that was unnecessary. Yeah. And then now we're adding more men of color into a system that we keep saying, keep, stay out of it. Right. Over a damn mask. Yeah. Like, I mean,. I think I don't I mean, understand and this it. Lady, I don't. Yeah, and this lady's going to be charged too. Yeah, she's going to be charged. Obviously, as if she pulled the trigger. Yeah, and then to do it in the back of the guy's head—that yeah, means that's what I'm saying. Like that's execution. Around. That's yeah. like you didn't he have around. You didn't have any like uh, self-defense, or he came at you, or he got no. Like again, like the whole point is that you left, you went. That's why it's premeditated. Yeah. You you decided we're going to kill this motherfucker. And left, got the dude to do it, came back and killed him. And did you really what? think that you were going to get away with like, that? What? <laughs> it wasn't like you all kidnapped him and said, you know. What's your you defense? You did it in front of everybody yeah. at his job. What? You got no defense in this. Like, Yeah. Yeah. There was, no, when, there was no getting out of this one. Yeah, it's not like he wrestled you to the ground and said, put this mask on, and you felt yeah. the fear of your life, and you happened to be carrying, so you fucking, you know, shot in self-defense. You left the scene, went and got the person to come back and kill him, and shot him in the fucking back of the head. Like, right, right. No, no defense there. There's no defense. Right. Sorry. No. I can't find I'm one sh- for you. Right. I'm sure what will end up happening is the lady's attorney would probably be like, well, she didn't know that he had a gun. She didn't know that the husband was going to have a gun. You know what I'm saying? She just thought that they were going to be fighting. And I'm like, it don't matter. Nah, I don't believe that. The security guard could have had a gun. I don't believe that. You know, this could have turned all kinds of crazy ways. And it happened to turn this crazy way because you knew your man is dangerous. Yeah. That's why you got him because he's dangerous. God. Oh, I feel I just feel bad. Because that guy was probably making not a lot of money. No, and he lost a fucking his dollar life. general is probably making minimum yeah. wage. Maybe a and little bit lost... above because he's security. Yeah, but he's gone. Yeah. He's dead now. And over Ugh, a damn mouth. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. 
All right. Well, I'm not gonna fucking br- I'm not gonna bring the crowd down. <laughs> <laughs> but what are you gonna bring him um, up? No, I'm not gonna bring him up. But I mean, just you know, this is medium level. Uh, this is from katu.com, local story, local Oregon story. Uh, salon owner makes decision to reopen despite Oregon stay-at-home order. <laughs> Lindsey Graham, not the politician, <laughs> um, <laughs> owner of Glamour Salon in Salem, says she's preparing to take appointment client appointment-only clients this week in spite of the stay-at-home order that um, shuttered non-essential businesses. Starting Tuesday, Graham said she's doing five appointments a day. She tells KETU she's booked out for the next three weeks. Since the order, since that order, we have had no income in our house. We have yet to receive the government loan refunding. Um, we received one $600 check for unemployment. I received no unemployment. Governor Brown hasn't given the green light for salons to open in Oregon yet. Graham said this was a way to provide for her family. I'm terrified. I'm absolutely terrified. I'm terrified that I'm doing this interview that this means on Tuesday I do need to open. I need to stand by my word and now that it's public it's even more terrifying. Graham said stylists will be working in individual rooms one client at a time. They'll sanitize stations and tools to be in between and masks are available upon request. I know that they're already using safety guidelines every day service before the coronavirus. I know that moving forward the level of preparation will be very high and I don't have any problems coming in, said Brandon Eastman. Um, Graham said she was worried about the consequences but plans to move forward. I'm not making any kind of political stand and I'm not anti-government. I'm not trying to create a riot or uprising or revolution. I just need to make money for my family, she said. The owner said this will be about a third of the usual capacity. She's encouraging high-risk clients to stay home. Um, and you know, it's a C misdemeanor if you violate this order. So what do you think? Um, you know, here's like we talked about with the school kids. If you got somebody that is willing to go those extra steps, I'm okay with it. Cause like she said, we, people need, you know, this stimulus going to dead people, you know, her not getting her stimulus money. People have to, you know, start to survive. I mean, it's either she could, she could have done this, you know, we're inviting people to her home or, you know, off the record, or she could just say, look, I'm going to risk and I'm willing to do, but I'm going to also be able to prove that I am keeping you know, the place sanitary. I am doing the best that I can to ensure that we ain't spreading it by keeping social distancing, by, you know, scheduling, you know, and cleaning after. I think that's the most important is that she's willing to go the extra mile to ensure the safety of her staff and um, customers. Now, that's not to say that the, you know, the super cuts down the way <laughs> is going to do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I'm kind of half and half. Like, I feel like if you're going to, yeah, if you're telling us that this is what you're doing and customers are coming to you because you verbalize that this is what you're doing, they're expecting you to do that. Um, then yeah, then I believe, but 
I, you know, I think, I think people need to at least, if you're going to do that, do what you said. I'm going to, you know, lay out your plan on how you're going to keep your customers and your, and the other uh, people that are working there safe, you know, outline it and follow it because in order for us to keep this, you know, virus down, people have to take precautions. And that means washing your hands, um, you know, changing for them, it would be changing, making sure you're not using the same old little, you know, what's that little cape. You can't use the same cape. You have to change up the cape every single time. You have to have a clean one because people are breathing on it or ensuring that everybody is wearing a mask, not by request. That, yeah, that was one of the things everybody. that I was like, uh, yeah. no, by request, bullshit. More like yeah. you will wear a mask yeah. if you're going to come in. Everybody should be wearing masks. Uh, you wear gloves. Exactly. You know. The employees should be wearing gloves. Um, I mean, everything needs to be as clean as possible. I, and I think that, I mean, I get the, again, I get the economic piece. I understand it. I, um, I, I just think that why would you, again, why would you go to the fucking press about it? If you're not wanting to make a statement, which she says, I don't want to make a statement. You should have just, you just should have told your clientele. Like, you know who your like regular clientele are, right? Yeah. Like you should have just called everyone and said, look, this is what I'm doing. I'm not trying to make a statement. I'm not trying to, you know, blast it out there that we're open. I'm reaching out yeah. to my, you know, regular, regular clientele saying this is what i'm going to do here's the precautions i'm going to take and just do it like by going public you are making a statement like you're making right. a statement that you're willing to defy this order and put people at risk even even if with all the precautions that you say you're going to take you you are putting yourself and others at risk so yeah. i mean i, think I guess to come out like i guess the this mayor is from last story Huh? You know, she thought she was going to like the mayor. I think she pro this lady's probably think it's going to come out. Somebody's going to see somebody's going to come. And maybe that's so it. Like in front of it, like it. someone, yeah. you know, before someone posts online, like, hey, I got my hair did finally. And right. where'd you get your hair did? And, you know, all yeah. this stuff like, um, I don't know. I think it's a double edged sword. And I think that, I mean, we do have to figure out at some point how. I just feel like there's an opportunity to take a more holistic approach within the industry and yeah. and talk about what are the industry standards going to be, right? Beautician, beautician, cosmetology, all that has industry cleanliness standards. Yeah. So let's like, okay, how are you going to enhance those standards to make pe sure people are safe, right? Like, yeah. Just some one person going out there rogue. It's like, wait, well, let's put some again. Let's consult the science and say yeah. okay if you do this this and this what do you think yeah i think there'll be a lower uh, you know opportunity for you know contagion passing right you know like you're just doing it on your own hoping for the best and again going back to that mask upon request no like yeah no i mean to me i think it's um when i think of grocery stores that are the superstores. Mm -hmm. And currently not concerned about how many people are coming in, not concerned that your customers are wearing masks and nothing is being done. Like the governor has not said, what are you doing? Right. You, you need to number the limit of people coming into your grocery store. You need to ensure that they're wearing masks. Unfortunately, again, this dude got shot and killed because he was, you know, doing, right. you know, doing his job. But um, so to me, it's like, 
if we're going to get it, it's going to come more from going to that damn grocery store where you have two, three, how many, actually that, that one story we did, they said, oh yeah, we have like 800 customers a day. Right. They have 800 customers. So imagine a superstore that's selling more than just food. How many customers are coming in and out of that store? And it's not, they're not doing any precautions other than what the customers are. Right. You know, whether some wear masks, others don't. Unless you're Costco who now finally says, you know, people have to wear masks. (laughs) Right. So to me, it's like, you know, I, I would trust this lady's situation more than I'm going to be trusting going into one of the grocery stores where people aren't doing anything. So I'm like, I'm like, you know, the, and I can, the desperation of these people that if they don't have income coming in, I mean, that's desperation. Yeah. Like, you know, so I think. Well, I mean, there again, though, I go back to this fucking administration and this money not going to the people that really need it. Well, you're bailing right. out the fucking airline industry who then turns around and lay off, lays off like however many hundred people. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. You just got money just got a, to a stimulus. Like, you yeah. just got money to make sure this shit doesn't happen. And you're fucking getting rid of people like what and you're doing it. And then yeah. yet your executives are still making the amount of money that they're making. Like, yeah. How does, Ruth, how, does Ruth, how does Ruth's Chris get a fucking small business loan? But. I mean, someone I know who's a friend of mine who has a small business, a gym, didn't get shit. Like, she's got a a true fucking small business. Like, it's not a chain fucking restaurant like Ruth's Chris. Like, it's a locally owned small business, and she didn't get shit. Right? They denied her? Yeah. Or they ran out of funds? I I don't know if it was denied or ran out of funds, but that's the problem. I mean, that's been the problem this whole thing is that the money is going to larger corporations and, you know, quote unquote, small businesses that are chain stores like Ruth's Chris. Like, I don't consider that a small business. If you've got yeah. a chain of restaurants. That's not. A, yeah. That's that not charges a small the amount they do for fucking steaks. Like, right. That's not a small fucking business. Like, no. So <clears throat> I get her frustration. I, I get frustrated where the anger goes towards, oh, the governor's not letting us reopen. They're not doing this. How about you look at like the real place that was supposed to help you out? The right. federal government. They didn't fucking yeah. help you out. Like right. you, you even got fucking uh, Republicans or this fuck. I'm sorry. It goes back to him, but you got this fucking <laughs> buffoon saying shit like um, blue states shouldn't be bailed out. They should just yeah. go bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't agree with you. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. are are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like you, you, yeah. So to me, that's the frustration is that there's this anger that the governor is saying she can't work and the governor is doing this, but there was a system that was supposed to be put in place to help a small business like hers and they're not right. getting the help they need. Yeah, you know, exactly. And that's why she's saying I'm feeling desperate. Yeah. And, you know, desperate people are going to do desperate things. And unfortunately, you know, it's a matter of she's willing to put herself at risk. Herself and others at risk. Right. And, you know, and people can choose not to go or they can choose to ensure that they're following their own, you know, protocols of making sure that they have a mask, washing up after limiting your talking 
you know? Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, that, yeah, that I, I, I don't envy people that are in situations like hers. I'm not going to do it. Would you go do it? Would you get your hair done right now? Um, if my, so I, I'm thinking because I have my hairdresser, right? Right. So if my hairdresser was to say, I'm going to be taking some customers, I'm not going to lie. You'd go. I would, You'd I go. would be like, okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. I, I would. I, I, I can't lie. I cannot lie. Wow. I cannot lie. And Damn. I think I would do it because one, I would trust that she's going to um, sanitize. You know, I would trust that she would do that. Mm-hmm. Now, and the other thing is, and I would know that she, you know, was desperate for the money. I mean, it's like a friend. I've been going to her for, yeah. we figured it out, almost like 20 years. Yeah. So it's like a friend, like your friend is in need. So now if it was, you know, uh, super cuts, hell no, I ain't going into super cuts, you know, you know, people go, go to places you know, there are people no... that go to super cuts regularly. Like... No, I know, but they know <laughs> their hairdressers, right? That's what right. I'm saying. Like, this is a whole different, you know, it's somebody that, you know, it's somebody that you, you know, that you talk with that shares family stuff. So and, you're saying you, know... you wouldn't go to some random salon no, to get no. your hair done. Like, if this lady were to open, I wouldn't be calling her for an appointment. Okay. But you would yeah. you would go see your stylist. I would go see my stylist. Yes, I would go see my stylist. Yeah, you know, I might go see my stylist at his home. What would be the difference going to the home? As because he works to at a he works at a chain. Um, oh, like a supercuts? No, kind of deal. Not a supercuts. Um, I mean, like a chain like that. Oh yeah, but not that big of a chain. It's, oh, okay. it's a chain, but it's not like a supercuts chain. Yeah, it's like a Portland, California, Washington chain, and they're not in any, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. I can say you go to Rudy. He works at Rudy's. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think I because there are other people that just drop in to Rudy's, right? Like they do have yeah. a drop in, like walk-ins. Yeah, they, they. But this lady is saying she's only taking appointments from her regulars. I didn't say regulars. She just said she's limiting her amount of appointments. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Not her regular. I thought I heard regulars. Uh, no, it just says that, um, let's see, do, 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 doing five appointments a day. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say regulars and it doesn't say not regulars. Like it just, um, it just says appointment only clients. See, and her my thing guess would is be it's her regulars, team. right? Like my guess would be those would be the first people that would be offered appointments. I would think. Hell yeah! You know, I'm like, hey, yeah. I, hey, during this whole coronavirus thing, I sent my hairdresser some money because I'm like, I would have gone to you. Yeah. So boom, this is how much I would have given you. You know, like put it towards for, my next then, appointment. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. not put it towards. I just said, you know. Yeah. I want you around because I need you around. Right, right. You know my yeah. hair. You know how to do my hair. We've been together for, I mean, it's a relationship, people. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a relationship. We've been together for 20 years. And, you know, you can't, you can't, hairdressing is like, you You just can't go anywhere. You have, once no, you find I'm not that. Saying, I'm not saying I disagree with that point i'm like, just saying once you find that person that knows how to do your hair that's it yeah you don't you are like committed to that relationship there's nothing worse than a bad hairdo 
Like, oh yeah. Ugh. There's nothing worse than going to somebody new who doesn't know and you're just, you know, you're hoping you're they can figure it out, but out you know that they're not oh, yeah. going to do it. And they, and yeah, I mean, I've had some bad fucking haircuts in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm saying. It, this is, this is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I so I like, would, I feel like I would go, I would go to his private residence if he said, Hey, like if he sent me a message, it's like, Hey, I'm doing, I'm doing haircuts for certain people. You're on my list of, loyal clients you know come on over i probably would go i probably yeah. would go but good to go to the salon because i mean again it's a it's a bigger control you can't control the ins and outs you can't control yeah it's too it's too many other i don't know factors yeah now there's other stylists whether, you can control whether you wash your hands you take your mask right off but directly. i can't control what other stylists have done or haven't haven't done who are in that salon i can't control what other customers have done or haven't done who come to that salon you know but nobody's gonna stick their hand up your face you know no, it's touching hey, it's corona. touching it's touching surfaces touching doorknobs right. so, then you make sure that you wash your hands after. I'm, I just don't, don't want to take the risk. I don't want to take the risk. You know? Yeah. But I'm saying if you did, you would know to be very aware not to check your face, that you're washing your hands. I to, would, you know, but you can't be down. aware. You can't be sure other people are aware of that. That's the whole point of universal precautions, right? Is that you have to pretend everybody has it. So you have to do all the things, but there are people that don't right. want to take universal precautions. Right. But just because they don't, that's why you do. That's why you're washing your clothes no, when yeah, you get home. I know I do. You know? But again, it's right. like going back to what can I control? I can stay home. That's true. the one thing I can. I know you can I can stay control. home and have COVID hair. I can, that's true. I can. I can cut my own hair if I need to. <laughs> there you go. I mean, hey, it is, I am. I've the benefit. We're in tight resources right now. I so, can. Yeah. I can cut my own hair if need be. I did a month ago. I might have to do it again. I know this. It's not as good as he can do, but it gets me by. Yeah. So I can't. I haven't had a haircut in I don't know how many months. I had to do my own hair. And that was the other thing. I I told my hairdresser, look, uh, give me a color for Matt from Madison Reed. Go to Madison Reed. (laughs) Tell me which color for me to order. Hashtag MadisonReed.com. Yeah. Sponsor us. They ain't sponsoring us, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna hash. We I think we should hashtag. I think we should. You Madison should Reed because that product was good. I mean, it came, it was on point. It wasn't just a bottle and squeeze this. In. It came with a hair towel for me to use. It came with the gel that you put around your forehead. So that, you know, it doesn't, the dye doesn't stain uh-huh. your forehead or around your head. Came with that. Came with the shampoo. Came with um, the conditioner. Came with even a wipe for when, after you're done. And if you had some residue somewhere, you could use a little wipe. It came with everything. The gloves. Damn. Uh, I mean, and for the price point, I was very How impressed. much is it? Um, I think I paid 20 something dollars. What? That's it? And. Yeah, that was it. And I did it on the, you know, every three months, send it to yeah, me. Yeah. Because then that way I don't have to worry about it. It's cheaper if you do it that way. Um, because, I, I, you know, I'm not one to every time, every two weeks, there's a little, you know, white hair. I'm running to the hairdresser. Yeah. 
So, I mean, there are times when I'm like, you know, and then plus my weekends are full. And that's the other thing I'm like telling people, my weekends are full, like, especially when it's disc golfing tournament season, (laughs) every weekend you're doing a tournament and, you know, and you don't, I don't have time. And so every time I'm like, oh yeah, let me go. I, there's something that comes up and, you know, so I, uh, so I got, so you think you're going to start doing your own die? Uh, just the, uh, roots and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, just touch-ups, but for haircuts and then getting the, um, highlights. Yeah. I'm still sticking to her, but you know, in between her appointments, I'm going to, you know, there was no smell, which, you know, that ammonia type of smell no smell whatsoever. And my hair came out really nice. Like it's shimmery, shammery. Like there's shimmers in it. So, you know, I was like, oh, this is fancy. Okay. Okay. I I was very impressed with Madison Reed. Madison Reed. Not sponsoring us. Madison Reed, sponsor us. Hashtag Madison Reed. I'm I'm going to post this episode and I'm going to hashtag Madison Reed. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, come on, Madison Reed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly so ladies if you want you endorsing I mean, you will oh, endorse oh, it for sure, for sure. All right. i was very impressed okay very impressed well all right uh do you want to take a break and then do some rapid fire we said we were gonna yeah. do rapid fire this week do you got rapid fire I stories it. i got my stories all right okay i'm prepared all right we'll be right back all right we're back we're Jay, back what are you bringing to the table <laughs> Oh, are you sleeping? <laughs> no, I think there's a was there a delay lag. Oh, there's there was a little bit a delay, delay in that one from the video from our Google Hangouts. Oh. You're like a, a Asian movie right now. <laughs> we got some lag. Should we like, do the clap test? Oh yeah. Should we do the clap yeah, test? There's, it's probably like about two second delay. Really? You think so? Let's find out. Let's do yeah. the clap yeah, test. Yeah. Let's do the clap test. How do I? So How do you do that? I want you to clap when I say three. So okay. I'm going to count to three and we're both going to clap. We're going to clap on three. Okay. Ready? Okay. One, okay. two, three. Whoa. Do it again. Ready? One, okay. two, yeah. three. Oh, damn. That's like, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good second or two away difference yeah oh that's a trick. so you can um you know you can edit your cussing out no that's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> do you know how much time that would right, take right. <laughs> do you know what i see this is weird now is it that bad it's that bad is your like, connection I, i'm not slow? even looking at you maybe your connection's slow no I don't think so. No, I mean, all of a sudden, it just gave me a, a delay. Maybe the uh, um, it's you know net neutrality. Net net neutrality is not a thing anymore, so they can slow our internet speeds whenever they want to. Exactly. I didn't <sighs> think about that, Alex Jones. Fuckers. Dang. <laughs> all right. All what right. do you have um for rapid fire? Okay, this one. Vancouver woman did not now Vancouver. That's not Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. This is uh, Vancouver, Washington. Oh, the Couve, the Couve, your area. 
Vancouver woman denied stimulus check because husband is undocumented immigrant. Oh, I know. I saw those. Oh, I was going to bring that as a story. Like, I'm like, what the hell? The lady's paying taxes. Right. This is about her. Right. It ain't about him. Like, if it was a couple, then I could see you saying, oh, yeah, you know. Right. You should get her stimulus check. Or, or she should just get half of what it, like, I think married that couples was 2400 so she should just get $1,200, like, That's in her correct. name. Like, you pay She's taxes. She's legit. She's yeah. legit. Right. Yeah. She's legit. Yeah. Get into it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're giving to dead people, mm-hmm. but you ain't giving to alive people that are U.S. citizens. Right. Simply because of the fact of who they married. Right. Yeah. The hell? Fucking I, I, that's bullshit. That's Some yeah. bull fucking shit um okay um had to click on it because i could only read part of it so um report man caught camping on disney's discovery island says it was a tropical paradise richard mcguire banned from walt disney property what? Why would you be banned? I'm sure. Yes, I would. You know, growing up there in Disneyland, I would have loved to have lived on uh, the what's that Swiss Family Robinson. It's not like it's open week. right now. He snuck in there. The dude snuck in there. Of course, he's he living did. in there. Of course, and it's he did. like, who wouldn't want to? I want to now. Right? Now that they brought it up. I'm like, you know. I said that's pretty fucking up. smart of him. And what about the chick that had the baby in Walmart and was living in there? They gave her years worth of Walmart supplies. <laughs> this dude gets banned from Disneyland forever. I mean, come on. Come on, Disney. Come on, Disney. for the whole damn coronavirus time. It was in Florida, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's why. Let's punish people because, you know. They'd rather be somewhere safe and, and be on a tropical island. That's right. Uh, oh my God. He could have been pregnant. That's what that's what's missing here. If he had been pregnant and given birth, yep. you know, they would have got a lifetime given a scholarship. Lifetime pass to Disneyland to bring the baby exactly. to. Exactly. <laughs> Just because he's a poor white dude trying to find shelter. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I see that's right, genius. I'm bummed he got caught. I, me too. I think it's. Uh, he, I wonder he how long he lasted. Actually, I wonder if it said. I mean, survivor. I know it's rapid fire, but well, he um, just got booted off the island. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't last. Um, uh, let's just hope he wasn't naked. No, I think he was just. Yeah, he was just. <laughs> oh, he had only been there for a few days. Ugh. God. How did he get caught? He should have hidden the trees. Nobody ever looks Who in the trees. Who knows? He probably, you know, lit a fire or something or something stupid like camping, you know. Yeah. I'm camping on a beach. Revealed I'm going to give me a bonfire yeah, on a beach. <laughs> yeah. All um, right. What you got next? Miami goes seven weeks without a homicide for the first time since 1957. What? Seven weeks without a homicide since 1957. Holy shit. See, Rona, Rona got the crime going down too. Right. They, yeah. Even criminals are afraid to get sick. Everybody <laughs> running scared. Everybody is scared of Corona. When the criminals are like, fuck that shit. I ain't getting that, uh, Rona. I ain't getting that, Corona. <laughs> 
OMG. Wow, that's yep. a, wow, that is crazy. Yep. That is crazy. crazy. Wow. Yep. I guess they might be like, well, all these fools at the beach and stuff, we're gonna, you know, they're gonna get the corona anyway. So, you know, kill uh. each other off via corona. <laughs> then I don't have to go to Pinson for that. <laughs> Well, I'll speaking of the home. beach in Florida, as promised, the Grim Reaper is now stalking Florida beaches. Quote, I think it's premature that we open our beaches, said Ufelder, the WMBB's, uh, oh, that's the, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what, Ufelder's his last name. He dressed completely as the angel of death. So did you, have you seen this? Daniel Ufelder or Ufelder? Yeah, something about, yeah. I think there was another article of something like that happening in England where some dude was creeping around in some kind of crazy, he's just, you know. He's dressed as the, the fucking Grim Reaper and he's just walking around the beach. Cause he and thinks, freaking people out. No, he's just walking around. Like, he's just, like, sitting there, like, oh. like you want to die, I guess. So, oh, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, there was another article of a dude kind of doing something similar, but... He was like being creepy and people were freaked out because he was dressed up in some kind of vintage old school uh, pandemic type of. Doctor oh, the one they... with the crow face. Yeah. 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 And so people were like all freaking out, just like they did with this KKK dude. They were like calling the police and police are like, we're looking for him to see if perhaps he might have committed a crime. I'm like, he didn't commit no. a crime. Nobody said he robbed me. Nobody said he talked to me in some He's twisted, just wearing a un- creepy mask. You know? I, I saw that. that I saw an ad for that mask. Like, yeah. Like, they're the, they're the companies like literally selling that mask of like, here's a mask you can wear if you go into public. Because it is, yeah. it's based on the, I think it was during the plague. Times? Yeah, yeah. Where the doctors were yeah. because their belief was that exactly. it would help them not, you know, get the <laughs> so they're well, just... in our case the corona. Yeah. Oh well, uh, people settle down, settle it. I think it's funny. I think it's funny um, that he wants to. I think it's hot first off, but I think it's funny. Not hot like yeah. good looking. Like he's all literally all dressed in black with the hood, and he's on the beach like. <laughs> Sweating oh, balls. He's sweating Not balls. Hot, like sexy hot. No. Hot like, like steaming. Like blistering. You're sweating, sweating balls. Hot. You got some yeah. ball sweat, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All that fabric around yeah. it. Too much. Too much. Um, this one is gonna this one should enrage people. I sh- and I forgot to bring it up, but you know, it is such it, it, there's so many stories. You can only do so much. New- yeah, new Republican pandemic project make making corporations immune from liability. The little subtext is the president and Mitch McConnell work to indemnify companies whose employees are harmed because they're forced to return to work prematurely. See, fucking capitalism. Yeah. yeah. See, that's so what I'm saying. These rushed. motherfuckers don't give a rat's ass yeah. about your poor ass. They only yeah. care about the fucking billionaire companies. They're gonna make their fucking employees come back to work. Yeah. So we aren't we're we aren't gonna be giving people health insurance. No. We are gonna force them to come back to work, and if they get sick, they're on their own no because sick you can't time. sue the company. Not gonna be sick for... time. Yeah. 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 Slit, they, like, and, they, and they have zero liability to ensure your safety exactly. if you get sick. Yeah, if they write it into law, like, oh, it's not going to be like, you know, mesotheliomia and asbestos. 
Right. Like, it's not going to be 10 years from now you can file a class action suit because you got corona right. and, you know, no. They're putting in law now to avoid that in the future. Right. Right. Ugh. Disgusting. Disgusting. Very, very disgusting. Well, yeah. um, Can't take it. speaking of sweaty balls. <laughs> uh, what, you got the jacuzzi now? You, you ordered the jacuzzi? I did. I broke... I, broke, I ordered the tit one. Uh, no, it's a sad time in, in Portland um, as Portland's naked bike ride has been canceled due to COVID. Oh. Sorry, Portlanders. No <laughs> naked bike riding no this year. No naked bike riding. It has been canceled. They can't do social distancing on their bikes? Well, I mean, that's what they're saying is that they can't guarantee it, so... I mean, the, wow. the, 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 the official ride has been canceled, but they are encouraging people to ride on that day on their own. So don't tell me there aren't going to be a few naked bike riders huddling up together, roaming around Portland on that day. Like, it's just not going to be the massive, you know, because they it's planned yeah. for the route and everything, you know. So, so then now the police are going to get inundated with calls. There's a naked, naked, right naked person driving down the right and down the road. Yeah. Speaking of that. Oh, naked. Men, I'm like, have you seen some of them TikTok dudes? Oh, my God. I'm like, don't <laughs> ride around my neighborhood, baby. <laughs> you know, they will I, I be mean, I, naked approved I mean, I mean, writers. Uh, but. But the way that, you know, <laughs> not being able to go to the hair salon, get the nares, the hairs did and the eyelashes. I don't do eyelashes, but I'm like, uh, they'd probably be looking like a zoo around here. <laughs> <laughs> Hoongla. Hoongla right. would be out of control. Um, right. No, there's some fine, fine. And, and like, not like hot, like young dudes, like hot older yeah. dudes, like yeah. hot. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. TikTok yeah. has been a great form of entertainment. Over oh, for sure. Time. It's super addictive. Uh, oh, my God. I can scroll for days. For days. Uh, me too. Like uh, an hour can go by. I'm like, what? I only saw one or two videos. But you've, I mean, there's just so many videos that well, people Well, it's because they're like, you know, most of them are 15 seconds or, right. you know, every once in a while you get people that'll make the minute ones, but most people do 15 seconds. And so it's just like, yeah, vit, vit, vit. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but I just well, we, throw that out there. Yeah. Well, and Daisy, our mascot does have a TikTok. Follow it short and spicy on TikTok. There you go. And um, there's some cute videos on there. There are. We're getting, we're getting a lot of views. We're getting yeah. a lot and of... What uh, you bring into the table is on TikTok, but there are no videos. Oh, did you make a... What are you bringing to the table one? I did. I did oh make one. God. We should have been... You should have been doing it right here. Making oh, yeah, short little... Making short little videos of us, huh? Yeah. Recording. All right. I'll do that well, next, next time. time. I'm, I'm not, I'm familiarizing myself with, you know, how the process goes. Okay, fair enough. Because it's, it's a bit complicated, but then I'm assuming, and they give tutorials. Like, there are people that give tutorials. So I'm like, I gotta watch a little bit more. You're like then... every old person on TikTok. These yeah. are, this is why the kids hate us. Yes. Um, how do you use TikTok? Like, kids well, are so irritated. What? I'm like, guess what, bitch? Just wait a couple more years when you're my age and new technology's <laughs> coming. There's a hovercraft around here. You ain't going to be able to get on the hovercraft <laughs> right away. You're going to be still on, you know, worrying about your tires on the pavement. So just 
All right. Settle it down. Get him. You get him. Get him, Sylvia. There's always some (laughs) generational gap, and TikTok happens to be our generational gap. But guess what? We're learning. That's right. All right. Well, we've come to an end once again. Yeah. Um, We did rapid fire. We did some non-COVID stories. Um, We'll just keep on doing it, and we'll just keep coming back for more. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. We haven't said this in a while. Rate, review, and subscribe. Share, share this podcast. This is a great time to share this podcast with your friends. They can't go anywhere. So, right. you know, hey, you've watched everything on Netflix. You've watched everything on Hulu. Try out this podcast. Why not? Yeah. Share it with your friends. <laughs> All right, Bye. y'all. Thanks for listening. Until next time, nos vemos. Adios. Daisy, Daisy, what's your safe word? What's your safe word, Daisy?